It's Monday the 9th of May 2022. My name's Alex Elliott and you're listening to The Week in Iceland, the programme that asks what's been happening in Iceland this past week, why it happened and why we should care. Today I'm joined for an election special by Holmfríður Dagný Fríðjónsdóttir and Valger Ragnarsson, in whose capable hands the leadership of RUV's election coverage, including the dedicated local elections website, has been placed. Welcome to you both. Thank, Thank you. you. Now, um, I'm going to start right at the beginning, the very basics. It's less than eight months since the last election. What's different now? What are we voting for? Uh, uh, eight months ago, there was, an, uh, there was a parliament election in Iceland. This time round, it's uh, the local elections, the municipalities, if I'm pronouncing this Perfectly. word <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, that's great to hear. So uh, there are local elections in, uh, well, dozens of uh, local areas. 64. Mm. Yeah, so uh, okay. we are voting on, on more local uh, matters, uh, such as uh, housing, uh, schools, and uh, and various others. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's this Saturday, the fourteenth of May. Um, but I believe pre-voting or early voting has been open for a month already. Do we have any clue as how 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 that's going so far? Uh, no, we don't have the recent numbers. But you can go, as you say, in Holtagardar to have the absentee voting. Mm-hmm. Is that the correct word? Yeah. And it's open from ten to ten. Okay. And that's that big shopping centre where Hagkope used to be, but isn't now, down yeah. by the port. <laughs> and is it that you can vote early anywhere in the country as well? Like if you were in Akureyri, for example, you can do it there? Yeah, yeah. you can go to the Sistlumans and Batten. Okay. Uh, I think. Isn't that right, Valkyr? Yes, I think so. Mm-hmm. And what makes... Sorry, we had an election special before the Althingi election in the autumn, and that was very interesting. But arguably this programme is more important because more people can vote in this election, Um, especially people perhaps that that didn't grow up in Iceland. Um, So what are the rules around that? Do we know? Well, people from Scandinavia have uh, more rights to vote, and there are also... uh, um, more chances to the legislation. Uh, I'm not entirely sure about them. Mm, it's interesting that Scandinavian. I think it's part of the, the the Nordic Council thing that Scandinavians have always been able to vote um, in local elections. But in pre- previous elections, yeah, everybody else had to have lived in Iceland for five years before they could vote. Now it's three years, so this is a big change, and it means a lot more people can vote this time round, which is is great. But I think. Many of them don't know this, which is, um, yeah, this is part of the reason why we're doing this. So, yeah, um, in order to vote, what do you have to do? As an Icelandic citizen? Uh, Well, as anybody who's eligible to vote. Turn up to vote with a uh, legit photo ID. Okay. Yeah. Well... You can also find where to vote on kostning.is and I I tried to write elections.ice before we sat down here and that doesn't work but you can go to skrá.ice there you have a button uh, that it's called information in English that should help you where to go to vote. But there's no need to pre-register as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. So you just turn up on the day. And what is the opening hours? Do we know? It will probably open in uh, 8 in the morning until 10 in the evening. Okay. And that's, yeah, all over the country. Yeah. yeah. 
There's, there's this nice tradition in Iceland, or there has been, of taking elections very seriously, perhaps more than most other countries. Um, even people like dressing up in their best clothes and things. Is that still a thing? It's still a thing, but uh, I hung around for quite some time uh, where I voted in the parliament elections because I was for the for this reason I was looking at the people mm. and. Older people perhaps uh, dress up. Uh, younger people are uh, just <laughs> scrolling through their phones while they're <laughs> walking into the to vote. So yeah, it's it's different between generations. Mm-hmm. I think it's a nice tr- tradition. I always put on lipstick before I go to vote. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> But I was you... wearing sweatpants, so. <laughs> <laughs> So the conclusion to that is if if you don't have a shirt and tie or a ball gown, it's still okay to vote. Yes, okay. of course. Vote. Common vote. Yeah, cool. Um, okay, so we'll move on to that from from who can vote and how to to why. What are some of the biggest issues going on at this election? Uh, if we talk about Reykjavik, uh, the biggest issues in these elections are uh, public transportation the Borgalina, the city line mm. uh, preschool the, there's there's a lot of weight to get, it's it's hard for younger children to get into preschools because uh, there are waiting lists and There's also also where to build, where not to build. Uh, As in, like, neighborhoods. Yeah, where should we build new neighborhoods? Should we expand the city? Should we build uh, uh, inside the city? Mm-hmm. Uh, what kind of housing should we build? Should we build apartment blocks? Should we build uh, different types of, uh, of, of housing? So this is usually what we argue about uh, before elections. So, uh, yeah, this is, yeah, of course, envi- environmental issues regarding transportation and all that. Should we build new lanes for cars? Should we put more emphasis on public transportation? Mm. Uh, yeah, uh, these among many others. But I think this is the big picture. Mm-hmm. And how do the parties compare in local politics to national politics? Because we can draw quite solid lines between the parties when it comes to the national scene but the differences are perhaps different and and maybe not as pronounced on the local side is that right uh, it's more practical matters that we are voting on we are voting on should this street be here or should we move it 20 meters that's not it's, it's not always very Uh, there are not ideals that we are voting on or, or you know, do you understand what I'm saying? Mm. We are mo- voting on more practical matters. So uh, you don't see... Uh, well, it's it's hard to see if someone is a, is a far right or far left or a center party. Uh, it's it's more of an, would you like... <laughs> Would you like this road to come to come here, or would this be a good place for the preschool? Yeah. So we're we're voting on so local matters. There are only some some issues regarding taxations that uh, touch on the, you know the classic right versus left issues. So I suppose the obvious question that comes out of that is how do people decide who to vote for if it's if it is less clear. I mean, I suppose just following the news. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, 
And I think many people are just picking who they trust best to like figure all this stuff out that Valkyrie was saying. Yeah. Who would you like to invite to dinner? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Perhaps. In local politics, that sort of thing is important. Yeah, it is important. Uh, in a in a perfect world, we would be uh, deciding who to vote on based on on agenda and and policy. Mm. But uh, in Reykjavik, there are eleven uh, parties, uh, and it comes down to who you trust, who is likable, uh, who you relate, who you relate to. Mm. In in many ways, of course, not entirely, but I think it's it plays a big part. Mm. Where else is exciting? Because obviously Reykjavik is is the one perhaps where the mind goes to. Um, I've heard tell that Akureyri is perhaps quite settled, has been quite stable, and maybe isn't the most exciting of election campaigns apart from cats. <laughs> <laughs> um, so where are the other exciting? election battles taking place? Well, we, there are no polls conducted outside of Reykjavik, so we really don't know if, if uh, any majorities uh, are about to lose big or anything like that. But uh, there are, of course, many, uh, many local areas, Vestmanair, Vestman Islands, uh, is one where there should be interesting election. Uh, but as as I said, it's it's not easy to you know see any shift in voting beforehand because we don't have any polls in, in smaller communities. But you can see where the arguments between the candidates are the most lively. Yeah, uh, generally they have not been. Uh, I've been observing local uh, local debates in ten local areas and. Generally, they are not. They don't disagree on many fundamental issues. Uh, there are no huge disagreements. I would say mm-hmm. there are disagreements on on uh, uh, smaller matters, uh, where to build. It's. it's I, I think it would. It, does not seem likely that there will be any major difficulties in forming majorities after the elections. Mm. That's the impression you're getting as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah I totally agree. Mm. In um, in Reykjavik, since it is the biggest municipality, um, we're talking about certain things like education and, and building, and public transport seems to be a huge one. Um, and we can draw lines between the parties on these ones. There's certain parties that are for the Borgalina, um, certain parties that are against it. Where are, where are those lines? And, and how big of an issue is that? to making a majority, would you say? Um, Maybe the question didn't make sense. <laughs> I think most parties uh, agree with Borgerlina, mm. uh, but I think they uh, disagree on how to do it. Like Sjálfstæðisflokkurinn. Uh, Independence party. Yes, mm-hmm. thank you. They uh, they want to, like, to have a more better public transport, but they don't agree entirely on how the majority has decided to do it. So, in principle, they uh, they agree on on the city line, 
but they are uh, arguing about uh, some extra lanes, whether or not to put them here or, or, or there. Mm. So in principle, I think most parties agree with it, not all. Uh, the Socialist Party does not agree with it because uh, they say we need to fix public transport right away. Uh, Flocker Folksins, the People's Party, they say we should not, uh, we should put more focus on the people, uh, on welfare issues, rather than uh, uh, build on this huge infrastructure project. Uh, Midflocker and the Central Party, uh, they oppose it. They want, uh, they say it's uh, too expensive mm. and it will. Uh, cause traffic jams, but most other parties are, are on board, but th there's some tweaks. <laughs> they want to tweak some uh, how, the, how, how it will look like in the end. Mm. And also the new parties are against it. Uh, Besta Borgin and Auberg Framtid. Yeah, that makes us up to about 11. Yeah, we have 11, yeah. 11 lists of candidates running in Reykjavik. Yeah. That, I mean, that particular issue is really interesting because it's not just about money. It's about outlook, isn't it? I mean, it's like cars versus public transport and, and where where the focus should be for the future because Reykjavik has traditionally been a car city. It was built that way since the since the 60s. Yeah. And maybe before. Definitely. Uh, when when the city line will will be up and running, it will dramatically change... Uh, the city uh, and and the, uh, not just only Reykjavik but Kópavogur, uh, Mosesberg, Garðabær, the, the towns around Reykjavik. Uh, that's at least what uh, they present to us. So uh, the prospect of not needing to own two cars for a family mm. is something that would be... Uh, Quite different. It would be. It would change a lot for many families because uh, most families, many families at least, have to rely on two cars, mm. and that's at not least. the way it is. Sometimes <laughs> it's more. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's not the way it is in in many well, uh, Nordic cities, for example. Yeah. Just one final point on that, Borgalina, and and perhaps other issues as well, like waste management. They kind of carried out across the municipalities of the capital region. What happens if one area elects a party that is against something and the others are for it? For example, Borgalina, if Kopvogel suddenly decided we're out? I mean, theoretically. Uh, theoretically, this is a part of an uh, agreement made between uh, the state and uh, the municipalities uh, in uh, in Reykjavik and around Reykjavik. Uh, formal, of course, they could withdraw. They, they, they can't do it. Uh, if, 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 if you say in Copa or uh, the new uh, majority will say, we don't want anything to do with it, well, then they are out. Uh, and Borglena would have to go around Copa or. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that would be <laughs> interesting. Yeah. I mentioned waste. It's just like within the last year or two years, um, the whole recycling centre Gaia plant thing and a bit of a mini scandal around Sorpa happened. And that seems to have not been featuring at all in this argument for the election that I've heard of, at least, which when that news story happened a year ago, I thought it would have been an important one. Um, does this mean maybe that we have short memories or, or is it sort of bubbling away in the background? Um, 
what dictates what is an important issue at any time? It's <laughs> we have short memory, definitely. <laughs> that's yeah. that's quite correct. We have we have short memory, and uh, for the le- for the parliament elections uh, a month or say six weeks before the elections. People were talking. This these are going to be the big big issues. They turned out not to be. So it's it's quite unpredictable. What catches on? What what will be the issue that is most debated? Traditionally, it's Reykjavik uh, Airport. Should it stay or should it go? Uh, mm-hmm. That's that comes up in every elections. Uh, there's not been uh, much talk about that uh, for this elections. Uh, yeah, so waste management, uh, it's, it's probably because there are uh, other top issues, primarily housing, that uh, people rate as the most important mm-hmm. because housing prices are uh, going up rapidly and it's hard uh, to get housing. Uh, to get uh, good apartments in uh, well in this uh, well in most most areas in the southwest yeah, generally yeah. yeah so i think that is uh, who's to blame for this uh, why why we are in this situation is it because uh, they are not providing uh, the contractors enough uh, areas to build on is it because the banks are not loaning enough is it because of covid is it because of the contractors that's the debate Mm. And the blame game, they are they are pointing fingers to one another. And uh, yeah, this is probably one of the biggest issues for these elections, not just in Reykjavik, but elsewhere also. Mm. And another big issue for the election seems to be disconnected from the local, and that is sort of national politics bleeding down because there was things like the Eastlandsbanki sale and... Um, Sigurdrinki having his comments, uh, racist comments, and these are things in the last few months that are sort of colouring the local election, aren't they, a little bit, whether that's fair or not. Yeah, definitely. And we are very excited to see uh, the big poll, which which we will uh, air on On Friday. Friday. Uh, Then we can see... Uh, exactly, or almost how much impact this issue has had. Mm. It's It will be interesting to see if uh, the voters are punishing uh, any parties, particularly for, for what's happening in Parliament. Uh, if the left Greens in Reykjavik will be punished by voters for their stand on the sale of Íslandsbanki, uh, it's very interesting to see will the Framsóknarflokkur and Progressive Party uh, will that if affect him in any way uh, how how Sigurður Ingi spoke on that fateful evening uh, so these are all, we've seen uh, I would suspect that the voters of the left greens uh, would be would punish them in these elections uh, because some of them are not very happy uh, that uh, that the independence party that they are in uh, government with them and they don't see him, that party as a friend mm. Yeah um, What do we think 
or what do the polls say is going to be the likely outcome? Um, I think the last I read that the the current majority in Reykjavik was probably going to stand. Uh, has that changed? Uh, not since the last poll, but mm. like I said, we are waiting for the one in on Friday. Mm. But yeah, I think the most uh, the recent polls show that the most like uh, the majority in Reykjavik has. Well, <laughs> that was my fault entirely. <laughs> that, that happened because I tried to turn off the vibration on my phone. So okay. This is, this, is, okay, this is a textbook example of why we should use aeroplane mode. <laughs> Carry on, sorry. Uh, what was I saying? It, well, yeah, well, most polls show that the majority will not uh, fall. It will, it will gain majority of votes. But uh, traditionally, some parties score a lot higher in polls than they do in voting. Uh, when it comes to voting, please don't ask me any further questions on this. <laughs> <laughs> but so, even though the polls are showing the majority will uh, still have a majority of votes, uh, it will be very exciting. It, there will not have to be any major shift, shifts for it to change. Mm. Always interesting to see uh, Samfylking in the Social Democrats, how how strong they are in in local politics um, consistently, whereas they're very uh, sort of up and down in in national politics. Um, so that would be interesting to see. Yeah, Dagur Bjergsson, the the mayor, he is he is very popular. He's a very polarizing character. Mm. He he has a lot of uh, he's very popular and he's very unpopular at the same time. Uh, he's been the mayor for eight years now and was the chairman of the city council for four years previous to that. So he's been, uh, well, the main man in Reykjavik for a long time now, and uh, he divides opinions. It's easy to say that. Mm. And uh, he is in the forefront of their election campaign. You don't see many other candidates, apart from Dagur Bjergertsson, on... Uh, uh, on their posters, for yeah. Start. On their posters, yeah. yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah, That's yeah. true. His his slogan is "Let's finish a let's finish the border, the city line, mm. and all that." He is the forefront of the elections because, uh, well, he is popular, but at the same time, unpopular. Mm. I know how he feels. Um, <laughs> okay, so just to finish up, um, because I'm curious, I'm excited. I've never voted. Um, in, in Iceland before. In fact, I've never, because when I became 18 years old, the, the, in the UK they just changed the rules so that anyone can do a postal vote if they want to. And I thought that sounded convenient. So I've actually never in my life been inside a polling station in any country. I'm genuinely quite excited. What's it like? What do, what do people expect? What, what goes on in there? What's the process? If you've both done it, I assume. When voting? <laughs> yes, when voting, yeah. Um, I've only voted in Iceland, so... Uh, and what, what happens? You, well, if you're Hofi, you put on a lipstick. Yeah. If you're me, you put on sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you give uh, the people working at the voting, uh, well, where you vote, your idea. They, they check it. They, they, uh, uh, they register you that you were here to vote. Then you is that a computer or do they have a bit no? Of paper they have or? they have a pencil. Okay, yeah. yeah. So they sit, yeah, mm-hmm. they sit there for fourteen hours with their pencil <laughs> uh, inside some school room, probably. 
sport uh, ráðhúsið. Yeah, or some sport arenas. And yeah, you, you I, I really don't know how you, well you vote either with a stamp or a, or or you write an X. Uh, yeah, I think the stamps of... are for the absentee voting. Okay. And the pencils are for the big day. Mm. So you go into a, a booth, you draw the curtain behind you with yeah. the X, and then you come out again and put it in a box, yeah. and then yeah. you're free to go. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> okay. And you, uh, uh, yeah, you should walk out there proud because you are part of a democracy. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> On that note, um, I think that's a good time to call it a day. The Week in Iceland will be back with you next Monday, the 16th of May, on roof.as forward slash English, Roof English on Facebook, through the Roof app and your favourite podcast platform. That just leaves me to thank my guests today, Holmfríð Dagni Fríðjónsdóttir and Valgeir Ragnarsson. Thank you to you both. Thank you. And also Lydia Grettisdóttir for running the studio. Now, with all the election news going on, some may have forgotten the other huge voting story of the week, and that is Eurovision. We're going to play Iceland's song today, and then the eventual winning song in the show next week. Maybe, just maybe, that means we'll be playing the same song two weeks in a row. But it has to be said, most of the smart money this year is on Ukraine to win. Iceland's act, Sistush, will perform in the first semi-final tomorrow evening, Tuesday, and then again, hopefully, on Saturday's grand final. All three shows are on Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday, live on Roof, uh, though unfortunately not in English this time round, partly because of the election. So, with the traditional cry of Alfram Island, here is the song, Med Haikandi Sol. Bye for now. <laughs> Þrautin þungum var hann sorgar sárin Þrá sem lagar, brennur sem var Liggur í leiði, leyndar mann Þeiði Ljósar skiptum þær að sjá Fegur í frelsir sem þokast næg Bæra slétt með hverjum að